Welcome to Marcast, the Marketing Mag podcast series. Today, part two of Dave's chat with Akshay Sardana, Acquisition Marketing Manager at Optus and the recipient of the Australian Marketing Institute's Future Leader of the Year Award for 2019. All right, Akshay, let's talk a little bit about you. Your undergraduate degree wasn't the standard way that people enter the marketing industry. No, it wasn't. I would just take a step back and, and David, my friends and family tell me that I'm in, in the technology and marketing space because I need a new gadget to play with every month. But I promise you that's not the only reason why I do what I do. In all seriousness, since I was a young student, I've always tinkered with devices and gadgets and I've had a fascination of understanding how things work. You know, aside from my playful traits, I've also grown up in a very professional family environment. Um, seeing my father you know, hold executive positions in various companies and sort of transform those brands has also really inspired me. I took a bachelor's of engineering in computer sciences. Uh, that was followed with my passion and love for computers and technology in general. So essentially, I'm an engineer turned marketer. What resonated and sort of gravitated me towards marketing is essentially that, that power that brands have to change someone's perception of how they look at that brand and how, what they feel about that brand. And I find that really, really fascinating. It strikes me that there wouldn't be too many school counsellors who would do some kind of attribute profile of a student and give them a shortlist and say you would be well suited as an engineer or a marketer. Superficially, it feels like, you know, engineers have a particular persona in our imagination and marketers are a very different one. Are they that different? Or, I mean, you're clearly proof that you can do both. I think at a skill set level, there are different skills within each. Does that mean they can't come together? No. I genuinely believe in the next five to 10 years, you'll see a lot more engineers and coders and developers be marketers, be CMOs, and then you'll see those CMOs become CEOs. And, and that stems from the fact that engineers look at a problem more scientifically more analytically by nature. And you combine that with the love and power of marketing, and it's a deadly combination for me. I love combining my business acumen with my love for marketing and transforming a channel or a business. You've had a career in marketing of around six years or so. You've you've worked for a a few different organizations over that time. How much of the marketing that you've done at those organizations, your approach to marketing is universal across those businesses and how much have you had to relearn and rethink each time you've changed employer industry? Yeah, look, I think the biggest, and, and I sort of mark this as a as a fundamental moment of shift in my career, was when I got an opportunity with Azus, which is a global computer hardware company, essentially to lead and manage their online brand store. So my role there was not to just do marketing and drive demand, but essentially be accountable for sales, be accountable for revenue growth. And, and being honest, David, that was the, the best two years I've had so far. And the reason being, I love the accountability and the empowerment that comes with showing the business that you, you do marketing right and you'll see immediate sales outcomes. Again, I think I loved combining my business acumen with my knowledge and love for marketing to show transformative results. I love that because I was just 
just yesterday talking to a colleague at work um, about the fact that I was in the studio with you this morning and he, he said he'd been enjoying, he's a technology guy, he'd been enjoying listening to these, um, these podcasts. But, but the one thing that struck him having listened to a few of them was that um, he'd always thought that marketing was just part of sales and that after listening to my podcast, he realized marketing's got nothing to do with sales, which disturbed me a little bit because I think marketing and sales are different, but I think they're very connected and clearly I'd given him the, the wrong message. So I'm delighted that you've corrected it. Dan Liberson, if you're listening today, um, then marketing and sales are related and Akshay's proof that you can do both. Absolutely. I think in a lot of organizations, although they are structured separately, this comes back to the topic of the role of marketing in a business, being a revenue driver, being a sales driver versus a cost center. We as a brand are taking proactive steps in making sure that we are structured in a way where we are enabling collaboration between product, sales, marketing, and really ensuring that marketing is a central sort of thread, you know, connected to all these other business units. Because essentially, if we have to get customers to think positive about Optus, it needs to be insight-driven, needs to be driven through marketing, it needs to be driven through a brand purpose. It strikes me that, you know, the smallest things... Your, your role has the word acquisition in it, which so we're, t- we're here talking about language and the power of changing perceptions. It's a pretty pretty important and significant element to the title. Absolutely. So my to your point, my my job involves getting new customers come and switch to Optus and join Optus for the first time. A lot of that has to do with the fact that you know we work really closely with our brand team in making sure that the the story we are telling consumers is not only consistent, but it's a great experience for them when they come on board and try Optus for the first time. You know, my day-to-day work is a lot to do with the core product marketing of bringing solutions and offers to consumers that are built on customer insights and needs and, and at the same time give them the, the value and the experience they, they expect from Optus as a brand. Speaking of brands, I wanted to mention something I noticed. We we were emailing each other before the before the chat just to connect, and you sign off um, your emails not with your full name, but with your brand, which is an A. And it actually continues a long tradition of very short management leaders at Optus. Pos Paul O'Sullivan, who um, is obviously your chairman, universally known by by the um, the initials of the acronym POS. John Paterides, who was the managing director of um, Optus Business for many years and uh, now leads our cyber cybersecurity business, universally went by the initials JP. And there's a pattern here. POS was three initials and then JP was two. And you've shortened it even further to just one. Obviously puts you in a um, big company because they're incredible business leaders and great blokes. Is that deliberate, this A? Is it all about efficiency or is it about directness or is what, what, what drives that? I think it is about directness and just I don't think there's another purpose to it. I haven't honestly thought about it serving a purpose. I started doing that, I realized, in text messages when I was talking to people I didn't know as well. And it sort of carried forward in emails as well. I'm, I'm a bit surprised that you noticed and brought that up. But, you know, to your point, there's, there's big personalities globally and in the world that have three-letter acronym sign-offs. And I promise you, this is not, I'm not trying to be one of them. 
Clearly, you, you have an interest in technology. I'd love to talk about a couple of technologies that you think are integral to your role as, as marketer. Specifically, we've talked about AI as a, as, as a, as a category, but in, in terms of actually, you know, we've got listeners who are out there, marketing practitioners, are thinking about what, what sort of technologies they should be using in their business. Are there a few companies or organizations or brands or products that you, 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 you swear by that you, you, you would recommend to our listeners? We work with a range of partners and agencies, both from a media, creative and technology perspective. I wouldn't name, I won't name any, but essentially the world is moving towards more contextually relevant comms. And and our job as brands is to simplify that to a level where, you know, we know exactly who we're talking to and what are they looking for. I'm very conscious of approaching every conversation internally with me and myself being a consumer. If that doesn't, if I don't think that's the right thing to say, or, or do, we wouldn't do that as a brand. And, and that's sort of the hat we wear internally at Optus as a marketing team. One one technology that is really exciting and, and we've sort of adopted that as in Australia's first is personalization and contextual targeting in retail out-of-home environment when you're in your Westfield centers. Uh, so we partnered with Center Group who have brought this technology in Australia. And essentially, you know, there are trigger points in, in recognizing how many people are standing in front of a panel. What's the distance like? What is their mood like? And then serving a contextually relevant message. It's technologies like these that bring efficiencies, but also ensure that, you know, we're targeting and speaking to the right customer at the right time with the right message. Again, showing the value of marketing to change perception of how people feel towards the brand. Uh, we spoke about AI. I think AI will continue to grow moving forward. Uh, we've seen some great results uh, from an ROI perspective over the last year and we'll continue to invest in that space. I think there's another topic which marketers struggle with is ROI on channels you can't measure, i.e. non-digital channels. So I think there's a bit of work to be done in understanding the the measurement, the right measurement for channels like TV and out of home. And we've done some work in that space as well from a technology perspective where we've adopted a unified measurement framework with our partners. Again, this is public knowledge, so I'm sharing it, marketing evolution. So we've done in Australia's first measurement framework with them in terms of understanding the impact of each channel, whether that's a radio ad versus, you know, a TV ad and what impact does that have in customers what impact does that have in sales as well as driving demand into stores and online? Reminds me, you know, there's a, there's a, a famous saying in the advertising industry about, you know, 50% of my budget's well spent and 50% wasted and I don't know which 50%'s which. And it feels that, you know, perhaps at Optus, you know, that it would be more like, you know, 80%'s working and 20%'s maybe unclear about what return it is. And I think what you're saying is that you can you can see a time where pretty much every dollar is is attributable and measurable and quantifiable. Absolutely. And I think what we don't want to do is post-rationalize the spend. So it's about understanding whether that's working or not. We have a solid test and learn framework at Optus where we embrace, you know, every campaign having a certain 20% budget about testing and learning new things. And then the rest 80% is what we already know works. Uh, so I think that sort of helps ensure that we you know we're not getting too comfortable with what we do as a brand and we're not going after the same channels in the same media what about technology at home out out of work what you're interested in technology and and gadgets what do you what can't you live without what do you what can you share with us in all seriousness i absolutely love gadgets and technology and and you'll see a, a smart home device in in every room although although my wife uh, would not be a big fan of that 
but 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 I absolutely love technology and and you know embrace new products and love testing them. We've talked a lot about marketing specifically, but obviously a, a great marketing leader. It's not just about the craft, but it's about much more universal and broad attributes of views about leadership and people in general. Just share some insight that perhaps you shared through the the um, future leader process that your approach to building a team and, and, and your sort of personal values around, around business and leadership. I think I'm really passionate about leadership um, as a concept. We're fortunate to be part of a generation where leaders and organizations have actually shaped and changed the way we consume products and services and technology in general. I, you know, I shared as part of my future leader submission a few traits that I think all successful leaders should have. And and these obviously stem from the fact that I've seen these being common traits with successful leaders around me and in and through my experience. I think number one being results oriented and having a clear outcome in mind. And I know this sounds trivial, but essentially having a clear vision and and a clear actionable outcome is key to success. You know, that's when any obstacles or any any challenges that you face, you will be able to go through them as long as you have a clear end goal in mind. So I think that's crucial to any any leader. The second one is building high-performing teams and being a team builder. When I say high-performing teams, it's not just about teams hitting their KPIs. It's about teams who are truly motivated. They are passionate about what they do. They are in line with the vision of, of the company. Number three for me would be around being creative and innovative as a leader. I think that's that's crucial in today's competitive environment where we're constantly looking for, for solutions that are not just creative but also sustainable. We want to build stuff that's you know got legs to stay for the next three to five years. Um, and, then, and that's crucial in, in today's environment. So I think uh, those would be my top three traits that I try and embody and I've seen those uh, you know, in, in, in mentors and leaders around me as well. And there, there's a lo- lovely phrase that came up in our, our pre-conversation, which was unlikely and unpopular perspectives. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Sure. I, I as a person, love challenging the status quo. I am not somebody who's going to go out and do something because that's how it's been done before. I am really passionate about understanding the why, understanding the context of what we're trying to achieve, and then coming up with a plan to achieve that. Uh, What that might mean is that I come back with unpopular and unconventional solutions. I love having that discussion with the the right stakeholders, and and essentially as long as the outcome is right, um, that's what is the most important thing. Akshay, it strikes me that this concept of growth is crucial growth around the business and around growing a brand and growing revenue, but growth personally and growth as a, as a mantra, growth as this concept of, of bravery and a willingness to, to be open to pretty much anything that the job, the technology, the world throws at you. And that if there's one thing that defines your approach and, and why you are so successful at what you're doing and what you, will continue to define you moving forward is this this openness to growth. That's right, David. And there's a quote I really like by David Bayer, which sort of summarizes this for me is 90% of success is mindset. And reflecting back personally, you know, my upbringing has a lot to do with that. You know, I was always taught to go and and stand for what you think is right, to always put your best foot forward. And and no matter what you do, do it and make an impact. And, And that's sort of my mantra in life where whatever I take on, whatever challenge, personal or professional, 
I want to do it with everything I've got, make an impact uh, and sort of take that as learnings as I move forward. Um, growth mindset for me is is critical, uh, not just at work, but in my personal life as well. Uh, I think there's so much out there that we, we all can do and, and need to do uh, to give back. I'm going through a phase in life where I want to give back to the community, uh, be part of the Australian marketing community and, and do my bit to, to make sure that it gets the eyeballs it deserves from a global scale and map perspective. Thanks again to Akshay Sardana for giving up his time to appear on Marcast. Next one's coming soon. Thanks for listening.